1: Would you object to never seeing me again? This is not just a couch. It's just our couch! Take the red pill and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. He leave the light on after bedtime. I always thought it would be better to be a fake somebody or a real nobody. Are we gonna air it? Of course not.
2: He's a real hero, you know saved me and
1: 14 hostages 1988 I'm pistol whipped down on the floor and Walter he shoots blam blam two thieving mothers go down y'all look fabulous are you gay a little bit
2: and I'm a little bit of a girl
1: hey hey shut the window or shut up you shut your window the gay community thanks you for your support Just give me my money.
2: Mr. Goons? Are you, you awake? You know how some real success with um, stroke patients improving proven speech? You know
1: how? Honey, did you come to borrow a cup of testosterone? Sorry, we're all out. I lesson. Welcome to Fairyland. Not probably you're in a Sinatra, Well, I don't do Sinatra. Although I'm sure I'm the only girl who hasn't. You better watch out for Rusty, honey. She likes you, straight guys. I, I never thought I'd see Walt Kuntz hanging out with drag queens. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> the face the music. Or should I just get Dr. Kavorkian's phone number for you? You are truth. You're never gonna be a woman. I am more man than you will ever be, and more woman than you will ever get. Someone has my money. Someone right there in my nose. If you hear anything in the building. No, why? Just ignore it. You know, I never would have believed that I could actually be of some kind of help to someone like you.
2: Surprise!
1: Where's my money? Do I look like someone has got your money? <laughs> Academy Award winner Robert De Niro. I want
0: your pity.
2: Philip Seymour Hoffman. You needed someone you were ashamed to be crippled in front of. When there's no one left to turn to. Yeah!
1: Macho man.
2: You'd be amazed at who you can lean on. Holy. Flawless.
1: Let's queens just want to, you know, parade around looking flawless. <laughs> I'm an
0: artist, you know? <laughs> some, of these, some of these movies that we've got in this calendar, especially, like, where we take this real on-and-off approach to, like, recording, uh, I come back to them, and I'm like, man flawless getting a whole week to itself a whole a i know whole I, kinda, I i yeah uh,
2: that's sort of like the 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 thing about this movie it just kind of sticks out in in an odd way it doesn't really feel at home with the other movies from 1999 uh you had a lot of you know looking back we had a lot of movies that had unexpected characters unexpected partnerships unexpected relationships uh, oddball uh you know people like like the straight story would be would be you know yeah. one i w- I kind of would think about and sort of like taking a slice of life you know that guy and how how interesting that became um that was what I expected here was was some sort of quirky uh comedic drama, and uh I made a point to want to watch this. Uh, after Philip Seymour Hoffman passed away, because it was one that I would never seen. All right, and, so you're one of those people I was talking well, about. Well, but then I then I put it off, and I never oh. never watched it until you know last week. <laughs> until uh. I forced it to. <laughs> no, I would have gotten around to it eventually. It was uh-huh. just one of those uh-huh. that I had sitting there, and um, so so starting off the, with the good. Let's all you know we gotta let's let's be positive, you know, because this is a very sad episode of ninety nine from ninety nine in that in that Schumacher has just recently passed. And, well, and, you know.
0: I'm not chuckling at that, I'm just chuckling. There's probably a great number of them. <laughs> this is a very sad episode of ninety nine from ninety nine. But yeah, it is um far more recent as far as Schumacher's loss, which I I mean I can't say that I was really keeping up. Was he still making films and No, you know? he hadn't okay. really made a movie in ten years. But
2: this is an interesting case. So his his screenwriting career started off with a movie called Sparkle, and that is similar to this in that it's about uh, it's it's sort of considered similar to Dreamgirls in in hmm. some way. But basically, it's about uh, the this group of girls in you know uh, New York and uh, you know and they're and they're they're very poor. And they, um, you know, they they start to, uh, you know, sing and and you know and and good things happen and stuff. And so this is kind of similar to that in, in that you know this these are characters you know in, in a in, in a poor uh, neighborhood, uh, you know, poor crime ridden neighborhood and everything. Um, and uh, and and so starting off the good, I do think Philip Seymour Hoffman gives a good performance here i think he's definitely the highlight uh i i really enjoy the scene where he's talking about his how he got into uh performing how long you been doing this singing oh this very clean type of
1: thing uh i've been in musicals at school ever since i was a little kid you know i was uh Prince Jalongkorn in The King and I, (laughs) but I was miscast. Um, Then I was the lion in The Wizard of Oz, but I was definitely miscast, but I was the only one, uh, you know, fat enough to fit into the costume, whatever. And then in The Snow Queen, where I was again totally miscast as the king, we were all on stage. And they had made these dry ice kettles so they could smoke come out of them, you know? And uh, one night, all of a sudden, one dry ice kettle exploded. And uh, dry ice, it flew everywhere, right? Well, uh, pretty little Miss No Talent, who was playing the Snow Queen, um, you know, dashed off the stage screaming and pulling her hair out. Well, the play must go on, I believe. And she had dropped a crown. Well, honey, I just picked up that crown. Put it on my head, and
2: I was the greatest goddamn
1: snow queen in the history of PS11 Paramus, New Jersey.
2: There's some nice, earnest, you know, earned uh, material there with with Hoffman. And I think the rest of the film does kind of let him down. One One of the central flaws I would highlight in it is how the movie's title is flawless, but this, you know... Miss Flawless competition that Hoffman and his friends are uh, have entered themselves in into just seems to be a throwaway like sea story that gets brought up very very briefly at the end and that's it it doesn't really intersect with the relationship that, that Hoffman and De Niro have here as friends um, you know unexpected friendship I tend to like movies like that but uh, unlike, unlike Hoffman, I, I feel like De Niro sticks out here in a bad way. And I, I started hmm. wondering to myself if, uh, if he was miscast. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously, it's Robert De Niro. I mean, I mean, he's a great actor. But, you know, you take away his voice, uh, which they do at one point in this movie after he has a stroke. And I don't know. There's, there's not... Uh, it, there's not a lot there for him to really grab onto. And part of me wonders, maybe it would have been better with, with another actor. Um, but I do think the script itself. Did you have had, someone in mind? Uh, I don't know, but even like Al Pacino, even like Al, which I know is like, you know, uh, a, a a direct comparison to go to because they were both in heat. Um, even Al Pacino, I think would have been able to pull, pull this off a little bit better there there's something about de niro without a voice that that doesn't work here
0: i think i like this movie more than you i i kind of like this wow
2: i'm surprised uh, I, I did not expect I was you to too. Like this
0: yeah i mean i agree with you because i had similar issues with uh you said the c plot um you know what brings this uh you know this particular odd couple together is there's uh, gunshots uh and so robert de niro's character goes you know racing to to see you know what's happening with some of his neighbors and that's that's when the, the stroke happens but you also have this you know theft uh these criminals this money that was taken and they they keep circling back to this uh uh this apartment building and i i mean in the back of my mind i was like ah, i don't kind of like i know that the the crime subplot is going to be how we we finish this story off. It's going to be the, the climax here. Uh, but I actually enjoyed just the dynamic between these two uh, particular characters that would never uh, really interact. And I actually really like that the De Niro character here, you know, not only just being uh, more conservative, I guess, you know, certainly more conservative than this uh, group of drag queens, even though that's, not the preferred term from the character rusty uh i I think he calls himself what a female impersonator i think is what he prefers which i i did like um i i like that uh the the sort of blowhard uh you know this local hero cop um has a very sad existence as well uh the, the scene that i really like between the two of them is when they're talking about uh how they, they each which it's really the Hoffman character that points us out uh they each pay for uh love and some form of affection um uh from you know a, a member in their life uh and I'm not not saying that in, like in the uh, sense of prostitution but um you know both of them are are disconnected and uh kind of not even really convincing themselves that they are uh, worthy uh, of of love, which I, I like more than it just being, uh, wow, look at this vanilla guy uh, meeting a drag queen for the first time. Um, but then eventually you're going to get into the, you know, there's going to be physical violence, there's going to be threat, there's, you know, you know, is one of the characters going to be able to save the other? And I'm not uh, as interested really in this being, uh, having any sort of thriller aspect. I like it just being like a hang movie between these, these two guys. See, I would have liked
2: it if that were the case. I felt like when we got to the final ten minutes here, um, and man, I feel bad. I'm glad you liked it. I'm really glad you liked it, particularly because of the timing with with Schumacher having passed, mm. which which makes me sad. I, I liked Schumacher as as a filmmaker. I really like Eight uh, Millimeter, the movie we talked about eras ago. Uh, you know, <laughs> before pandemic, podcast. before the <laughs> pandemic, uh, and I think it's funny that. A lot of his best movies were very genre based, you know, like The Client or uh, Phone Booth uh, stuff like that. Uh, have you ever seen uh, or, or Falling Down? Falling Down has a lot of fans. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever seen Veronica Guerin?
0: I really like that one. Yeah, um, I do too. I do too. I like that one. I like um, this one. Reminded me more of like uh, Tigerland, where it's just like
2: it's another film you know, it's, I like.
0: Yeah, it's you know clearly Schumacher. Yeah, I mean, he had something with that one. With that particular film being Colin Farrell's breakout. Um, And, you know, when, when he has actors that he, he, he knows can, can hold your attention that are going to hold the screen. Uh, You know, I, I definitely like on last week's episode, you, you alluded to Pixar having like a, a, uh, you know, one for them, one for us kind of mentality with their more recent sequels. Uh, I do feel like flawless is a, uh, you know, is a, is a one for me for Joel Schumacher that, and it, it actually, you know, shines through in the film. Like I, I can kind of feel the enthusiasm for having uh Philip Seymour Hoffman and Robert De Niro just share the screen. I think you bring up a good point though about the fact that, you know, De Niro just to have these two characters together, he has to be somewhat in a position of, of weakness to, you know, accept basically just accept kindness from someone that he from someone that he doesn't respect with these uh this this therapy through singing. Uh but you are you know, you're obviously missing uh, De Niro um, at his at his most capable as an actor as well to to go like sort of toe to toe with Philip Phil Seymour Hoffman. I uh, felt but... I
2: felt like I didn't know what was happening between them when when we get these mm. cuts between Philip Seymour Hoffman sh- pouring his heart out and we go to De Niro. I felt like I didn't know. Okay, is this working on him? Is he starting to feel something for this guy as a friend? Um, you know, and then and then there's this kind of there's this thing that happens in movies like this that I, that I feel this movie kind of commits. Uh, in terms of, of of a cliche, there's you know the made up argument about uh, mm. <laughs> the the thing that doesn't, and you know it's kind of so I, I I don't know if we want to go into spoiler uh, alert territory you know on
0: flawless. <laughs> if you've made it this far, uh, I'm hoping that you actually took an interest in watching flawless. I'm I'm hoping they're not treating this as a uh, should I should I stream this should I rent this. Uh, I, uh, shockingly, I guess, you know, liked it, uh, more than Ben. I didn't actually have uh, a theory which way you would go on this, but I agree with you. I, I was not looking forward to really watching this one and, uh, I, I did, I enjoyed it. I had a good time with it.
2: I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. I, w- I was surprisingly disappointed in it. Uh, so we get to the end here and we find out that Philip Seymour Hoffman has been hiding, uh, the you know the 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 life savings or whatever hmm. from this friend of his who died uh, and, and he wants to use it for a, a sex change operation and I don't know my thinking in, in in you know my immediate thought is like well you know what about that person's family who who was you know this close yeah. friend of yours who you you know you you claim to really care I mean they she was obviously like like and and Philip Seymour Hoffman makes it a point. Of saying, well, we're going to give her a big funeral and all that, and it's like, well, you know, you're kind of taking your sweet ass time uh, at this point. Uh, <laughs> like, I think if you were going to have the big funeral, you would have done it uh, by now. And that was like that—that that was the primary thought in my head at that point. And that starts off the chain reaction that leads to you know all the chase sequences and the the gunplay. Uh, I thought all of that. It was like they couldn't decide if they wanted it to be goofy and humorous, or if they wanted it to be a very, a very serious, harsh uh, edge uh, kind of finale. And what they end up is is kind of a mishmash where, where you're not really sure, sure what to think. And then the scene over the end credits, you know, it felt, felt self-indulgent, which is weird because there there are a lot of legitimate criticisms that you can make uh, in, in Joel Schumacher's movies. Um, Self-indulgence is, not really one of them um you know
0: right or what <laughs> no i mean i it wouldn't come to mind uh for me like i i mean he's certainly God, i mean mainly his association with the uh the batman films i guess developed a um, uh, you know a bad internet uh fanboy reputation but um i mean you know the any criticisms i've heard from from people that are removing themselves from the batman conversation uh, you know, it might just go that he's just, you know, he had a populist bent, you know, that, I mean, that's, uh, that's why I think this one in the, uh, you know, Tigerland's the other one that came to mind. That's sort of an, an outlier. I, I liked you mentioning falling down because somehow that <laughs> he was able to mesh, I guess, both of those sensibilities with that one where uh, that became like, I don't know, was that film a hit initially, or did that just become like a video uh, kind of like cult type thing? Because I still see it referenced quite a bit. It seems like it was a modest hit, but I think it probably grew on video. Um, You know, certainly something like Tigerland, uh, not as much. But um, I I mean, does that go back to just you know that he's got these he's got these two greats on screen? I mean, was he just you know just trying to do as much as he could uh, with it? I mean, I, I don't necessarily disagree with your point as far as the. Uh, the way it resolves as far as that that sense of indulgence but I, I also in this case didn't really didn't really mind it just and you know i mean not to get to go back to the darkness that you opened up with but maybe that is coming to it uh after philip seymour hoffman's death uh that i you know i, I can't really separate myself from just being happy just to get you know a co-lead performance from from him that i had not seen again um i i don't know how this one would hold up on rewatch for me
2: yeah, I mean, I, I, I certainly, uh, I'm not planning really on, on going back to it uh, at any point, even though I did really like the Philip Seymour Hoffman performance. This is a big breakout year for him, and I'm trying to think, did we have another Philip Seymour Hoffman performance at, up, to, up till now?
0: Um, are they all? Are, what, are they all coming up? Are they all? As I was gonna say, we've got more coming up, thankfully, yeah. for the show. But uh, and one of my favorites coming up as well. One of my favorite characters. Two of on, my favorites Honestly,
2: two of my favorites coming up. Well, good. So, you know, of his of his roles, um, and yeah, was, I mean, this is like the year people, you know, really took notice of him. Like he went from being, you know, <laughs> the other guy in in Twister, or you know, the, the other guy, guy. in. Uh, <laughs> Um, what's the Pacino hoo ha movie? Scent of a Woman. Yeah, um, the, the, the punk kid, the,
0: the the rich boy, uh, yeah. the jerk, um, the
2: jerk in uh, in uh, the the um, Patch Adams. You know, um, and then and then he, <laughs> I mean, he bro- He really broke out this year, uh, and, and I think this performance was definitely part of it.
0: Yeah, uh, but uh, at least two more coming up that are far more well known that are you know they're sort of above the title 99 from 99 uh films we have coming up but i do want to say with something like flawless these are the type of uh movies that i like that we even doing this project because it did force me to and i don't mean force in a negative way because it was a pleasant surprise but it's uh you know one that i wouldn't necessarily go back to and I, I seem to have more fun with those like i know when we talked about uh fight club and the matrix you know, I, I was not looking forward to those episodes because I, I felt like, yeah, I've seen and kind of heard all I want to <laughs> want want about these, and I don't really have anything to contribute. Um, so maybe maybe I'm just leading people astray with these sort of oddball picks. But uh, I I found this to be mostly uh, mostly enjoyable, and um, I wish there was. I don't know. This is where I toss the ball to you again. Is there like an actual like? Nice video uh, DVD. This with any sort of extra features, any sort of commentaries, because I probably would give it another look if it had something like that.
2: Uh, it, it, so it's a bare bones uh, yeah. release, but yeah. it's out there. Expected. so you know, yeah, there you go. What about Phantom of the Opera? You ever seen that one?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it wasn't good, and and, and uh, that one surprises me because the. The, the, the Broadway, you know, version of, of that uh, property is known as like the cinematic, you know, musical that, right. you know, you can take. That's why so many tourists, you know, uh, go to see it, um, you know, why it's been playing for all these years and all that. And and for whatever reason, for whatever reason, um, you know, Schumacher's adaptation of it uh, felt heavily, heavily, very stagey. Um and, and in ways that it didn't need to be, um, and and uh, you know not to was keep a, beating up on you know this guy who I liked, uh, but yeah,
0: yeah. Why are you doing that? I, I, I was don't trying know. to shout out films uh, <laughs> that we liked and be positive and. I'm trying to be truthful, you know. Well, um, and that, that was a, that, There's a big difference between that. Uh, I'm seeing this side on scene, but that was a perceived like Oscar you know favorite going into that mm-hmm. particular season yeah. right? and then and then people yeah. saw it <laughs> they were like oh okay no <laughs> not this but uh this one I don't remember this ever like even though it comes out you know in the thanksgiving time period I don't remember this being like uh a, a, you know Oscar baity type thing uh, when it was released I, I, and that's part of the charm of it for me is it's just kind of like an old fashioned like you know character uh you know buddy comedy slash you know, uh dramedy I guess um, and I, I, I we're going to see, you know, coming up on the show, we're going to get into, uh, you know, some, some big Oscar, uh, contenders of 1999, but I don't think this was one of them. Uh, so don't let the uh, release date fool you. Uh, and that's also not me just being an apologist for the fact that I'm pretty sure it got zero, <laughs> absolutely zero nominations. Uh, well, he show.
2: got a Screen Actors Guild, uh, nomination, which I've, I'm surprised about. Wow. But, for flawless. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Okay. They were a little bit more daring back then. <laughs> back
0: then, when there were movies.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Philip, Philip Seymour, and that was a crowded year. That was a crowded year. Mm-hmm. So that is a that is quite pretty surprising to look at today.
0: All right, I think I think that'll do it for Flawless. Uh, ben, you know he's happy that i enjoyed it but he just wants to go over all of schumacher's failings uh, as a filmmaker uh, meanwhile it's I'm...
2: interesting don't you think that the movies that he on the page seems so right for those mm. aren't the ones that were successful for me the ones that were successful for me are the ones like eight millimeter and phone booth and like Tigerland, like like you brought up and and probably even falling down which i don't think i like as much uh, as other people like but i but i I like it more than than flawless. Um it's interesting to me that that's the case.
0: Look, me and uh Joel are just you know, we're two peas in a pod. You know, I I don't want to talk about Fight Club and the Matrix anymore and he he wants to have uh these little small stories that he can bring uh some attention to. I I'm totally totally fine with that. Um now now I'm just like looking to see what else I've missed from him, but uh, you haven't sold me on Phantom of the Opera. I don't think that one's getting any play, but uh, i am going to make a point to uh to look up uh, a new you know new to me schumacher film to uh, to watch sometime soon
2: i think i've seen almost all of them uh, there's a few of these like kind of like i haven't seen cousins but i've seen the foreign film that that it's based on um i haven't seen dying young uh so the last i, uh, I haven't seen film? blood creek but something tells me i don't creek. have to 12 uh, i don't i didn't see that a I see a later. Yeah, that was last, last film one.
0: with Nicole Kidman and Hey, uh, that is Cage. Cage.
2: It's got a Kidman. I might like yeah. that. Maybe I should check that one out. <laughs>
0: All right, we did some good today. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we won't end on a sour note. Hopefully, uh, we won't come back on the next episode and both of us be like, "Yeah, that one sucked." Anyway, uh but we're not talking about that. uh And I don't no. know what we're talking about. I don't. I don't know what. Uh, I don't have anything up in front of me. I can do that quickly if need be.
2: I don't but. remember anything about this. It's one I haven't seen. Okay. And so, uh, you know, there was a so 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 think you know earth, wind, and fire, and what comes after fire, and then also think about you know old Jericho from uh, End of Days and where he was, and you know, what if Rod Steiger. From End of Days had blessed this output, you know, from fire like we had from the California wildfires uh, <laughs> over Las Vegas. Uh, then you would call, you know, that you know that stuff that comes from fire. You would call it
0: this. Boy, uh, you can't just go with a, an actor, can you? you? Can't just go. with... I don't the, remember. I don't remember who's in it. <laughs> I believe it's a Cape Winslet and Holy Smoke—is that what we're talking about here?
2: Yes, yes. <laughs>
0: <You> Sounds so <laughs> enthused. Um, I don't I'm remember looking, anything about about it. So, uh... so I'm 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 actually looking at this, and it looks like uh, we have to do a double. So there's another one on this. Oh,
2: okay. So you quiz me on the other <laughs> one, I guess.
0: Um, so this, uh, like Flawless, has uh, two uh you know above the title actresses uh i don't know if they were ever in another uh film uh together if I had to guess uh which one it would be uh I would say shortcuts uh, i don't know if they shared a scene together, and I only know for sure that one of them was in shortcuts um is that good enough yet?
2: Well, I was thinking it was a map of the world is that correct
0: yeah you know, that's correct i don't but, think uh, i don't think that's the Gorney uh, Weaver right. And she's not in Shortcuts, right? She is not in Shortcuts. <laughs> but that's a good guess. Gee, I don't think she
2: ever worked with Altman. I don't think she ever worked with Altman.
0: I don't, know, I don't know why you're chuckling at that guess. Like, if you have to say, if there was a film, like, pick one that's got a huge ensemble. It's <laughs> Well, like a, it
2: would, I'd be more impressed if you were right. I mean, you know. Well, I don't
0: basically. think I am. Um, but, you know, it's like the old six degrees of Kevin Bacon trick. You know, you always go to JFK if you can. Mm-hmm. It's just the, yeah. it's the cheat yeah. code. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, map of the world. Uh, you know, I've got nothing on this for our listeners, uh, and I say that already having seen it. But I don't. I know nothing about it at all. Uh, I don't really know why it made the list, other than uh, Scorning Weaver and Julianne Moore. That's it.
2: All right. Well, hey, that's good enough for me. I mean, I like those two. I could watch those two people. You know, I don't know. Make dinner or uh, something. <laughs> <there>. <laughs>
0: And there goes enthusiasm for the film. That's probably it. That's all you get. Well,
2: I'm looking forward to it. I mean, what do you want from me? It's been a long day.
0: And if you'd like to continue the conversation with us, feel free to do so on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at 99from99.